could be like for, I don't know, business to business brand, business to consumer brand, but like, how do I freaking use Pinterest? You guys tell me because I'm kind of lost in this space. Hello there. I'm Phil. I'm Lauren. Welcome to Brand Therapy, the podcast where we help people from all different industries and brands position, build, and promote themselves out to the world. Today's call is with Simon. Oh, Simon. Actually, during the episode, people will hear, I just call him Simon because yeah. I got way too scared you to say it with an accent. Yeah. Way too scared. Simon is uh, Simon. Simon. Simon is <laughs> French-Canadian. You'll hear that very quickly. He's a great guy. We chat very often on Instagram, and I love that today he brings to us a challenge that is actually one that we face and have been kind of knee-deep in understanding and researching so that we can share that information with our clients. Yeah, it's Pinterest is like really underrated. It is. Pinterest is the topic today. And, and, and now looking at how we use this as a business tool. It's a good episode. One of my favorites, I'll say. Yeah, because it's think? brand new. Well, yeah, we bring up certain yeah. things, you know, multiple times on the podcast. So this is a fun one because it's brand, brand sentences. New. Brand sentences. If you try to be everything to everyone, you effectively appeal to no one. You need to recreate the in-person, in-person experience. experience. This is us making fun of ourselves. Oh, God. Today's all brand new, so I think you're going to like it. Shall we get to the conversation before we further embarrass ourselves? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Here's our conversation with Simo. Simo. My name is Simon, and I, I would like to chat with you about the big guy that is Pinterest in terms of branding. It's something that's been uh, that's been in the in the in discussions a lot lately with me and my clients, and we really really need to learn more about like how to monetize out of Pinterest, how to use it properly, how to understand it for different kind of purposes. It could be like for I don't know business to business brand, business to consumer brand, but like how do I freaking use Pinterest? You guys. Tell me because I'm kind of lost in this space. You know what's funny, Simon, is that Pinterest is kind of like the ugly stepchild of social media. And actually, it's beautiful, but no one pays <laughs> attention to it. I just reframed that. But I feel like all the other social media channels take all of the attention. We talk about the star child Instagram. We used to talk about the angsty teenager Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, no, like whatever. But like... The grandma yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, gram, yeah, grandma now, yeah. And I feel like we don't talk a lot about Pinterest. And even if we do, we skim over it and move on to something else. So this conversation today with you, a fellow brand expert, brand strategist, we're going to talk about Pinterest today. We're going to give Pinterest some love. Lauren, are you on board with this? I am. I'm like one of the few people who like passionately uses Pinterest, but it's all in For real? it's all on secret ports though, but like behind the <laughs> yeah, yeah. behind the privacy curtain. That's what I hear about it every month. Yeah, behind the privacy curtain of Pinterest, there are like thousands of pins. I I love it. I love it. And what's this call is coming at a perfect time because Phil has done so much research on this topic and we'll go over them today on this call. Let's, all of us, I want to talk about how we use Pinterest and how we know other people use Pinterest. Let's be very clear on why people now spend time on this. And I think, Lauren, actually, you start with how you use Pinterest and then, Simon, you're up next to that. I want to know how you guys are using this platform now. All right. So I can't speak on behalf of other people necessarily. And Simon, I'm not sure if you feel the same way, but I use Pinterest to find a solution to a question that I have in my brain 
And I want to use Pinterest to really like evaluate the options that are spat out back at me. So for example, if I was like wondering, I don't know, what I should pack for a summer trip to Europe, I would search that in and basically evaluate for everything that came back out at me. If I wanted to look for like luxurious minimalist brands or brand identities, I would look at what comes out back at me. So I think like thinking of Pinterest more as a search engine tool... Like I would, I would be yeah. far more inclined to use Pinterest yeah, than Google. Google yeah, Visual like Google, exactly. Is that how you use Pinterest too? Well, I have like two sides of this of this product because I have two perspectives. I mean, the first one is on the business perspective would be like, how do we use Pinterest to get discovered, right? Like as a brand. But on the personal perspective, it would be more like, how do I get more inspired, you know? So on those two ways or possibilities to use Pinterest, that's where I'm kind of like lost into how to use the platform as efficiently as possible to reach people yet to be discovered as maybe an influencer on it, like you can see on Instagram with like curated feeds and stuff like that. So that, that's why I'm a bit confused. Like I use it personally to get inspired for brand identity and I wonder how I can use it like more in, a, in terms of like a business way, if you know what I mean? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. I read recently when I was researching Pinterest, we actually spent a whole module talking about Pinterest in our recent group coaching program, Super Small Biz. So that's why it's fresh on my mind and I'm excited to talk about it. But I remember reading that it is for social media, it's the second biggest referrer of traffic online after Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just full of moms. Like your audience is there. No, exactly. And and and, and the, the opportunity is here is that no one is effectively marketing to people on Pinterest because this is not something that is widely discussed. And it's actually relevant for every single person listening to this. You know, you think, oh my God, we need to implement strategy and be super focused on Instagram. But actually one could argue that Pinterest is more powerful than Instagram because on Instagram, your content really only lives for about three to seven days. But on Pinterest, it can live and continue to work for you forever. It's really good for reach. It's crazy. It's crazy, right? Like you can even, every pin that you post, we'll we'll talk about the strategy, but you're repinning and mix. Go ahead, sir. What I feel about Pinterest is that most people use it personally, not like publicly, like the other social media, which is probably why I think we don't hear about it often. But like, when you speak with someone, you're like, do you use Pinterest? And oh, yeah, yeah, I I have a lot of boards like Lauren just said, exactly at at the beginning. It was like, yeah, I have inspiration for travels and brand identities and stuff like that. So I think it's a giant that's just not publicly spoken. I, I'm just speculating here, but I think it might be why they've introduced they've introduced uh, sorry uh, business features recently because you couldn't create a business profile and like have a page for your business and something like that. So I think that's sort of new. I don't know when exactly that was that was released. But it might be like a, a way for them to become more quote unquote social. I don't know what's your, uh, yeah. your, 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 your opinion on that. I agree. It's not as clear as it is on other platforms how we use this tool for business. But that excites me because it means less people are doing it. And it means it increases the likelihood that we'll actually stand out on this platform. Yeah. One single pin can link back to your website. And if it's super successful, it can literally generate hundreds of clicks a day for months and months. 
It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. And I'll be totally honest too. What we're talking about today is very new for me. And I'm in the process of implementing mm-hmm. this, but I'm not the Pinterest golden child yet. I hope to eventually become one. But even some of the strategies that we're sharing today are not things that I have implemented even myself. So don't go to my... I mean, you go to my page, but don't, you know... You can do a better yeah. job of this than me. Yeah, but your, your, page is, your page is kind of crazy, you know, because you have, uh, I think, 240K uh, search or pins, or I don't know what the term on <laughs> Pinterest for that sort of uh, traffic. But you have a lot of traffic on your Pinterest. Is it like, are you repurposing content from Instagram? Like, what's your strategy on, the, on that topic? No, maybe that's a smart thing to do, but I'm not even doing that. I honestly, oh. you know, and I fell, out of, uh, fell off the wagon for about a year, I think, in, in pinning and actually very recently started back up, just pinning a few minutes okay. every day when I've got time. Partly, some of the success on, on Pinterest for me is that I have strategically position my profile to be found by people that are looking for what I offer. So yeah, you can actually use search on Pinterest to find keywords that are in your niche and then use those keywords on your account name and your description when relevant. So for example, oh, yeah, yeah. right. So on mine, I have that I'm a brand strategist. I make a joke like I'm, I'm pinning like it's going out of style. If I want to make that even better, I can add hashtags for the different things that I pin about. I know from mm. looking at my... I wasn't sure about hashtags. Yeah, yeah, you can use hashtags because that increases your searchability when people are actually searching in the toolbar up top, which is, I think, probably the primary function of Pinterest, right? When people are trying to find from color combinations, yeah. business card, business cards for me, by the way, that uh, pinning great business cards, that's my top performing board on Pinterest. Oh, that's cool. Good to know, especially in the branding side of things. And here's what I recommend doing, Simon. So we'll, we'll start with a strategy. Yeah. So find influencer accounts with 5,000 or more followers, and you want to use their profiles to inspire how you set yours up, including things like board names, what you call the names of each grouping of content. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but your competitors, your like brands, and your brand heroes, three groups of people you want to be aware of, and now more than ever on Pinterest, find them. Mm-hmm. Make sure they have over 5,000 followers. Clearly, if they have over 5,000, they're doing something right. We're going to be savvy and figure out what is it that they're doing right? How many pins per board? What is the organization of their pins? What are the thumbnails? What are they calling those boards that keep it exciting and interesting? So that is the first tidbit. So you want to kind of make a list of your competitors, like brands and brand heroes, and start to follow them and, and, and examine what are they doing well? Examine, yes. Yeah. Good point. It's what I was going to point out. Like, you need to watch before you can like implement stuff on your own side because I think just defining patterns and defining uh, what the strategies are for people that uh, that that make it work for them, it's a good it's a good and a smart move <laughs> to start with. For sure, for sure. I'm trying to think. There's a name of a tool that I've used when I was first starting out. Uh, oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's a few third party tools that you can use if you want to kickstart your Pinterest. The one that I'm thinking of is called Ninja Pinner. I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you heard of this, Simon? I I've, I have not, but I think I think I've heard about I've heard something about like uh, third party tools to actually find good content that are related to what you want. But I I didn't try any. I'm just going to give it a go. What you said it was uh, the name again? Yeah, Ninja 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 Pinner is good if you've got like under 500 followers. Okay. I would consider to be like a beginner account. 
the whole thing with how Pinterest works strategically is that you need followers so they can be alerted when you post content and then they, in turn they share mm-hmm. it and that helps the reach in the way that like someone might retweet your tweet on Twitter yeah. or re, you know, I mean, Instagram doesn't really work like that. They could share a post to their story, but it's not the same yeah. kind of virality, whereas Pinterest is solely based on the sharing of content. Stop, because we're going to play a fun little game. Phil, you there? I'm here. Always looking down at your phone. I never know if you're engaged. Usually I'm not. Usually not. Okay, let's play a quick game. Let's try to come up with as many words that rhyme with brand in the next 20 seconds. Go. Bland. Grant. Stand. 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 Strand. (laughs) You failed the first try. (laughs) Well, thankfully, we don't have to rhyme for our day jobs. We actually do brand audit consultations. It's like this episode, but on steroids. And you get a detailed brand audit recap at the very end of it that will help you put everything we discuss into motion. Achieve those goals. PhilPallon.expert slash therapy, where you can get a special promo. For 15% off. Yes. Okay, let's get back to the show. I mean, Instagram doesn't really work like that. They could share a post to their story, but it's not the same kind of virality, whereas Pinterest is solely based on the sharing of content. And um, Ninja Pinner, I mentioned as a tool, if you're just getting started, because it will help you auto-follow and auto-unfollow, auto-like, auto-repin, auto-upload, all different kinds of functionality that you can pretty much automate. And that helps get you to where you need to go quicker. All right, that's cool. So here's another thing. Here's another thing that is useful on Pinterest. I, by the way, haven't implemented this, but you can actually schedule the pinning of pins. I haven't done this yet. because Oh, I f- oh yeah. Yeah, you can schedule I, it. I, I personally, I'm using uh, Later. I don't know if you know about, you know about this program. Uh, later to schedule posts on Instagram and Facebook and probably soon to be LinkedIn because it's becoming like more of a social network than it has ever been. But you can uh, schedule pins on later, but I never used it because like Pinterest to me was like kind of this, I don't know what to put, like what not to put on this platform. So, but I know it's possible. Yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. So it is possible. And I also haven't tried to sign in, but uh, the two that I think of right away, I, I didn't know that you could use Pinterest with later, but that's really cool. Yeah. Also, Buffer, um, you can use Pinterest. Yeah. And there's another tool called Tailwind. And it was interesting because I never at first understood why we would schedule pins, but it's the, first of all, it's, well, it's two things. First, it's the even output of content so that people see it at all different times and time zones, almost in the way of when you're uploading to your Instagram story, you know, if you do it throughout the day, you're going to get more views as opposed to just doing it all at once. I think Pinterest, it's the same idea when you spread out the actual pinning. But it, that's actually not even the main reason why you do it. The main reason why you use a third-party tool is that it gives you access to more advanced analytics and performance on those pages. For real? Yes, sir. So things like... Oh, that's that's interesting for us, the strategy. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. So it's like, this will help you look at things like what words are working in blog titles, you know, of the ones that are performing the best. Oh. What's the structure of the post title? What, and then, you know, what imagery style is performing the best on the pins? They give you analytics even beyond what Pinterest will give you in its dashboard. Now, maybe that has changed mm-hmm. with that upgrade or the recent changes you were talking about, Simon, with their business platform. But still, 
Yeah. You know, usually these platforms where you can schedule give you access to really advanced analytics. And that's where you start to deduce what's working really well, colors, styles, etc. And I think that's applicable for other platforms too, because I've been using Later for for my clients and we get so much more data from like the, the app Later itself yeah. than from Facebook, let's say, or Instagram, which is demographics and stuff like that. So it's it's a super good uh, good idea. And the one you were mentioning, was it Tailwind you said? Tailwind. Yeah, Tailwind and Buffer, the ones Tailwind. I'm okay, more familiar cool. with. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Cool. So now we've talked kind of some tools to get you past that 500 follower range if yeah. you're just getting started. Now we've kind of talked about learning from your, you know, who we would classify as an influencer, competitor, like brands, brand heroes, those types of people. Now it's the strategy to grow consistent traffic. So before we get crazy with pinning our own content... That really only yeah. becomes powerful once you have an audience. So to grow an audience on Pinterest, the secret is to repin, repin content re-pin. that is already on mm-hmm. Pinterest because once you repin it, it becomes yours. And okay. what you want to do here is you need to repin a lot, a lot, because this is going to oh, yeah. help you see what kinds of content performs best. So like ideally, f- like 50 to 100 posts scheduled across your boards, I'd say daily. And then you want to look at the influencer. Daily? Yes, sir. Yeah, I know. Jesus, okay. I know. That's a lot. That's cool. It's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. Does it feel spammy for people? No, or? that's the thing. It doesn't feel spammy, especially okay. if you schedule it and you spread it throughout the day. Scheduling takes a few seconds mm, longer per post, but it's worth it because it will even out the flow. And if you can do mm-hmm. this, if you can do this, you become the influencer. You become the influencer. I have a question, Phil. How good do these pins, these repins have to be? Like, do they all have to be perfect? Is quantity more important than quality? Like, how do you think people should decide that? Good question. Yeah, I don't know necessarily the answer to that. I'd say quantity is more important than quality. I go back and look at my Pinterest and I'm like, oh God, why did I pin that? (laughs) But then (laughs) at the same time, it's the quantity that has helped me grow. I think it was within what, probably the course of a year or two where I went from like 800 followers to like 20,000. I think I'm close to there. Mm -hmm. And then the more active you are on the platform, the more you'll grow. But I'd say if I had to answer that in short, quantity over quality. Simon, is this experience been the same for you? I honestly haven't been using Pinterest personally, but I've been using it for my clients. So what I did for my own Pinterest is simply just probably the wrong thing. But I've been pinning my own publications from my website, like every single podcast episode that I got out. But uh, literally no traction because nobody were looking or searching for my stuff, you know? Yeah. So um, what uh, I was going to say something, but I just forgot. It was related to... Uh, The quantity, yeah. Uh, I was wondering about the quantity because you said it doesn't matter really, but is it because it's not really a social media? It's more like a search engine, like we said at the beginning. Would it be why it doesn't really matter, like how much you repent and uh, put content on the page? Yes. In short, yes. Also, because if we think about it, like Pinterest is like Google and if you are blogging 30 times a day, that might be too much for someone who's directly subscribing to your blog. But if you're searching on Google, that's not too much. Google decides how those posts are are sent out there. So I think it would be different from someone actually subscribing versus, I don't know, just coming across it on Pinterest. Mm, that's a good point. 
Because what I've been doing with my clients would be like just to use their own content, repurpose it for Pinterest and like post it there. But it didn't get a lot of traction. So that's why I wanted to talk to you guys actually about this. Great. Because it's, it's, all, it's, it's really about how using properly the platform to make it worth their time, you know? Okay. Yes. And that's exactly what I want to talk about because that's a misunderstanding. People Mm -hmm. are very quick like other platforms to upload their own stuff when in actual fact, you have to build an audience first using other people's content and then post your own stuff. So let me explain. Repinning. We've already talked 50 to 100 posts per day. Schedule it, get in in a rhythm, routine. If you don't have time to do it, hire a VA or assistant or an intern to do it for you. But it's really important that you have that momentum and then tell them, to schedule pins that the search returns near the top of the results for your keywords, okay? Schedule pins that the search returns near the top of the results for your keywords. And I always feel, like I feel like once you have a sense of what works, and this could take a few months, then and only then do you start pinning your own original content. Because you, you know, when you go to create those thumbnails that will drive people back to your blog, Hello, this could be like a Uh huge driver of traffic to your blog, right? But you're not going to know what works until you learn using repins. That's super smart. So Phil, like when we're saying what works, like knowing what works on pins, you can look that up in the analytics, right? Yeah, you've got access to your analytics on the platform on Pinterest directly. And then as Simon and I were saying, like you can actually, if you're scheduling it, then you can look on there as well. They'll always offer analytics. But you got to be really focused on repinning, 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 get your audience to over 5,000 or another metric is let's say five to 10 of your posts. Once they've been repinned over a thousand times, that's when you want to take action. So for example, your top performing pins, you should be creating new versions or multiple versions of that pin that drive people back to your website. And the reason I say build an audience first is because that's when that becomes powerful. That's when you can actually drive traffic to your own stuff because you've got a captive audience that has already trusted you and has already seen you on a routine basis. See how all of this works together? The even outflow of posts, the consistency, then bringing in, you know, thumbnails that you could design in Canva, you know, that could drive people. Even the the text on the thumbnail doesn't need to be exactly the same as the blog post or the podcast episode Right. For us, it's like no one cares that, you know, the title word for word, no one's looking for that on Pinterest, but they could be looking for, oh, yeah, totally. you know, the three quick ways to grow your Pinterest. And then we could drive it to a blog yeah. post or to a, this this podcast episode, you know? <laughs> Smart as you. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's called Rich Pins on Pinterest that allows you to set a URL that would go to a blog post. It can also display the blog post title. I think I have to look this up, but I think it's called rich pins and that helps make it perform better. People have a clear idea of what they're clicking on. And I just know from like spending time on this recipes, lists, workouts, quizzes. These are the kinds of things that do very, very well on Pinterest. So we should all be thinking, how can we create lists and recipes, workouts, quizzes, you know, these kinds of things for our brand when applicable. Uh, That's that's smart. That's like, it's like using topics that are popular with the content that you can make in your circumstance. Okay, yeah, I've got a few ideas. That's cool. I know. I'm. I'm even like thinking back to this kind of stuff. Looking, I'm looking at my notes here. 
I'm even like, oh my God, I want to hop on Pinterest right after this and start doing this. <laughs> There's one more thing I almost forgot. One more thing I want to mention that a lot yeah. of people don't know about. Pinterest groups are a whole other thing, kind of like Facebook groups, right? But that's a very good way, uh, joining Pinterest groups to see existing audiences and what kinds of content people are repinning. There's a tool called Pin Groupie. Pin Groupie okay. is a really good one where you can um, see almost like a directory of Pinterest groups on particular topics. So really good way to gain targeted followers even quicker if you're active in these groups. Speaking of, uh, of re reaching uh, followers, I've got a question for you guys. Like, I think they've improved their analytics platform on Pinterest, but is this relative to the ads you can build now? Because I think they, they've added a few features recently about reports and uh, mass editing and stuff like that. Is, is the paid platform uh, on Pinterest something you would go in when you start? Or would you, would you recommend like building your brand sort of before you go into the paid media part of things? All of the things that we've talked about today are free and I would implement those first before yeah. spending money. I'm always like very hesitant to throw money behind advertising, at least with our the client work we do because we don't, you know, we don't get the luxury of working with a lot of big corporate brands. We're working with individuals. So it's like, what can we do for free? That's always what I'm focused on first. So I'd say rather than like put money behind it, take a few extra minutes and make sure you're pinning more and pin relevant content where it reflects your yeah, brand. Right exactly, the right thing where it reflects your mm -hmm. interests and stuff. And then explore that if you're in a position to. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point because most of my clients are just like, can we throw money to grow faster? And I'm like, guys, let's just figure out how this works first and like how to use it properly. But you're totally right on, uh, on that aspect. Uh, I want to find your clients. Why, where are they? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, like, I'm not, I'm not super, quote unquote, happy that they want to throw money, like, let's say, at Facebook or Instagram without understanding it. Because if they would invest more in the creation of the content that makes it better quality, more unique, and like everything could be improved all the time. You guys probably know that, but like, I think it's it's harder to work on good content good native content than it is on just throwing money on the boost button on Facebook and hoping for results and clicks and whatever. So Definitely. I mean, you can't... It's just like... Yeah. yeah. You can't buy friends and you certainly like can't buy people no. to be interested in your brand. So for sure, I think Phil's right. Start yeah. off doing the free stuff and then get a real good idea of what's working and you might be surprised and then consider paid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree on that. I have hogged the microphone this episode because I was very excited to share the latest things I've been reading about Pinterest. <laughs> but Simon, we're going to hand it back over to you, my friend. What are you excited about to do next? Amazing. Uh, honestly, it's just to start to play with it with, uh, with my clients because Pinterest is like this big giant that I just never see people using. So that's probably why we didn't like get, in, get into the, the roots of that platform. But it's certainly something we're going to dig, uh, dig deep down because when I saw the, re the report that you mentioned at the beginning of the conversation about how it's a powerful search engine, uh, everybody wants to be found. So if it's a powerful search engine, I think it's nothing to be, uh, be neglecting. So we'll be definitely working on repinning, repurposing content, probably because they, they, they produce a lot of original content. But I'll focus on the, the in my consultation, I will be focusing a lot on the rep repinning stuff. Because um, I think, like you said, it's, it's, it's the smartest way to build an audience first. And like five, 50 to 100 pieces of content a day, nobody can produce that. So 
it's a smart uh, smart uh, point to start. Yep, I think it's a really good idea. And I'm even going to answer the question because I think we're also students in this in this space. I want to go through my existing content and figure out how does it relate to what I already have proof of mm-hmm. on Pinterest that people are looking for. You know, three tips to, yeah. or, you know, the quickest way to whatever, like almost like, in, in easily, you don't need Photoshop skills. Jump in Canva, upload your custom fonts if you use Canva Pro. You know, it's it's like the most amazing tool now instead of having to be stuck in Photoshop. Super easy, yeah, yeah, super easy. So I think that's, I'm going to go through all of our old, old blog posts and figure out angles where we could drive people to that existing content we've worked hard to build. You're probably going to be able to make a lot of like micro content from the stuff you've already made with just different fonts, different titles, different captions and like, yeah. Definitely. And I know, Phil, you were saying that business cards were your best board. So we could even do like, you know, a quiz, which business card design style suits you or whatever, like things related to business cards. Good idea, yeah. I think that we need to hang up and we need to get to work on our Pinterest accounts. I think that's what we need to do. Definitely, yeah. I appreciate you coming to us with something we haven't talked about. That kept this very fresh and exciting. Thank you for that, Simon. Amazing. My pleasure, man. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. We appreciate you being a third brain, a third brand strategist brain in this discussion (laughs) today. And good luck with this and keep us posted on how everything goes. I will certainly do. Beautiful. Have such a good day, my friend, and we will chat with you soon. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Simon is one of those people that I just really enjoy speaking with. That's the first time we've ever spoken on the phone. But really? We talk, yeah, we talk nearly daily on Instagram. He's like one of those people that is just kind of on my radar. God, the world today is so weird. It is weird. It is weird. How long have you talked with him? Months. Months? Yeah. And you've never heard his voice. He does similar work to us, and it was kind of fun. Today's, today's I was going to say, interview. It wasn't an interview. It was a chat. A chat. Yeah. It was kind of fun to have, as I said, that third brain in on this discussion. And Pinterest is at the top of my mind because we've been researching it. It's like we always give attention to these other social media platforms that we think are more important, but actually for website traffic and conversion, people buying things, you know, conversion. Hello, Pinterest. I know. Think about all the, no knock against Instagram because it obviously has this value too, but like think about how much time you spend on a single Instagram post and instead how much could be done in Instagram or in Pinterest. It's like, true. yeah. Are you using Pinterest yet? That's what I want to know. You're listening to this episode clearly because you've got an interest in Pinterest. Those almost rhymed. Interest in Pinterest. Yeah. Rhyme. Um, well, isn't you- that why, isn't that the name? It's it like might be interest. interest pin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. We just figured that yeah. one. Out. <laughs> I want to know if you're using this tool for your business yet. Yes or no. Why? Find us on social media. Uh, interest. Interest. Oh, God. <laughs> We're losing them. Pinterest, Instagram, and Twitter at Phil Palin. At the Lauren Moore. We want to hear what you think. We really want to hear what you think. And hopefully you'll see episodes of our podcast on Pinterest soon. We really need to do that. We do. God, what? What's all wrong this with content us? we put all this work into. All this work. There, building the house, but not selling it. <laughs> well, hopefully by the time people listen to this episode, we'll be like kings and queens of Pinterest. We'll be like rocking it. Let's hope so. Yeah. We've got our I work mean, cut out for you're us. You're doing great. Like you've got 18,000 followers or something. I, yeah. All of my boards are hidden. Maybe I'll be public by the time. Maybe you should stop hiding from Maybe the I should world. stop hiding. 
Oh, God. If you've enjoyed this episode and found it useful, by the way, when you give us feedback or like a five-star rating or like you type a little testimonial thingy when you, in the iTunes store, that's very useful. We're also now on Spotify, which is very exciting. I know. With all the the real podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us on our real podcast. And we'll be back again next week right here on Brand Therapy. Bye-bye. See you then. Like this episode? Wait for the next one. Just how can we separate ourselves? Like, why should they hire me? Just standing apart. 